0: Hi everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Um, it is episode number 330, can you believe, which is mad to me, feels like absolutely crazy. Um, I'm joined today with my wonderful co-host, Claire marie Bailey. It is fantastic to have you here, Claire, Um yeah, alongside me. With, yeah, it's lovely to be here back with you, Rachel, absolutely. and find out what we've all been up to. I know there's been such a lot going on obviously over the summer and we've come back into it Mm. um, in our rather unseasonally um, warm October where you know in terms of decorations in the shops and things it's all Halloween and Christmas and uh, at the moment it still feels like summer so um, let's not go into that I guess (laughs) (laughs) Um, but absolutely um, in terms of recording the show it's absolutely fantastic to be here and to uh, and to see and I'm really looking forward to hearing about all the stuff that you've been uh, that you've been doing Claire because you have been on so many adventures as as you always are uh, <laughs> doing things and I think we've both got a lot kind of going on so yeah keep it probably well we're gonna say relatively short today we'll see how <laughs> we get on famous last words. Um, And uh, as everybody, you know, knows, hopefully, uh, by now, uh, we'll hopefully be back with you in a couple of weeks time. So, um, Claire, do you want to let us know what you've been up to recently? Yeah, well, this summer, I think I've already said, um,
1: a couple of weeks ago that I've been um, uh, in the Arles, you know, the photo festival, Mm -hmm. which I would recommend to everybody, you don't have to be exhibiting if you've not been It's worth going to see all the really wide variety of exhibitions, kind of known, -known, well-known, unknown, um, big, big artists, fringe artists. It's a really, really good festival and Isles as well. It's a beautiful place full of, uh, full of great history. Um, So I've been, I was, I was there. And then of course the 1212 project, um, which is the, 12
0: uh, international Polaroid artists. Um, Where are you up to with that now? Is it over a set period of time? Remind us how that works. Yeah,
1: it's 12 12 projects. So it's 12 artists who shoot Polaroids and they shoot to a theme um, once a month for 12 months. So it's like 12-12. So it began, and this is interesting because it began um, in September, so just gone, and I post on the 30th of the month. And because I am um, still in boxes, because I've, you know, I've moved just down the road, but I'm still in boxes. So my scanner um, <clears throat> hadn't been set up. So that meant that I had to um, post, I had to basically scan at my Polaroid picture for, for the theme from my phone. Oh, gosh. Which was interesting because I have scanned stuff up on my phone before and it's been OK. But this time it wasn't OK. And it made me think about... Um, and maybe this is a a discussion for another day maybe about scanners and how, what a difference a scanner can make to your work as well.
0: (laughs) Um, I I, I really like that idea of us talking about it another day, but I think my, um, basically my answer would be, I hate scanning. (laughs) There we go, that's that's me done. (laughs) You what, you hate scanning. I hate scanning. It's just, out of all of the parts of the process, um, like I love I really do love all the other parts of the process of analog but scanning I just can't deal with it and and I suppose it's because it kind of almost gets me back to towards mm-hmm. being sat behind a, or in front of a computer yeah. and editing and that's the part of photography that I just don't mm-hmm. don't like don't enjoy so I, as much as I can I pro I tend to kind of keep scanning out of the way so there we go probably the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I kind of with scan I think maybe a few of us think oh no I've got all this all these negatives or in my case polaroids as well to scan up but once I get scanning I actually find it quite okay so I put my music on and then just scan it, it can be quite therapeutic but the, uh, the, the type of scanner you use I think makes a big difference um to your to work also, if you, I prefer to scan myself because I have had at times things scanned by labs. Mm. And it's interesting how they come back. But anyway, scan the...
0: Mm. Uh, so the 12, 12, 12 project was yeah. something that you had, you found that that was a bit more of a challenge than it's been in the past. Yeah,
1: that it was because I had to send something scanned off my phone and I, I, it was just that the light was wrong, the colour was
0: confused,
1: mm. the finished product. So it was making me think. And I remember when I first started, I had a really cheap scanner, uh, a cheap I've got nothing wrong with it, but when I got a different and a better scan, it re- I could really, you know, notice the difference. So um, anyway, so the 12th Tell Project is back. And so that's always nice. It's nice to see different people, how, how all the different people interpret uh, a theme differently mm. and the type of work that everyone comes up with. Um, <clears throat> and then I uh, next weekend, I'm in a festival in Cardiff. It's an international arts festival called Clice. Um, where I'm showing some of my films, so it's really, I'm really, <clears throat> it's really privileged, really to be part of that. So I've been busy, kind of getting ready for mm. that, getting the, you know, getting the films ready and, and and any little bits of editing that need to be done. So all good stuff, all busy, yeah, busy, and then, and then, yeah. And then it, thinking already because time is just don't you find time goes so quickly? Yeah. So I'm already then thinking of the next theme for um, <laughs> for the. Um, for the total projects on a
0: course um round the corner is paris photo as well that's coming up well, um do you know the dates of that is that like november december or it's, uh, yeah it's in november and yeah. i do believe without looking it's the is it the ninth i have to okay. check off um that's do you next. have work, do you have work up in that claire
1: yeah i do i do have work that.
0: congratulations there. that's awesome
1: so I'm, um, but I'm not sure if I'm actually going to be there in person I I've the last couple of years I've been there in person and it's again I recommend it because you've got different exhibitions as well that go uh, that are showed across different venues across the city and Paris is just a lovely city to walk about as well mm-hmm. but I don't think I possibly can't make it this year and there's the big big excuse me bug infestation isn't
0: it yes yeah just to add you know an extra layer of uh, of challenge to everything it's like well let's just have that as well Uh, but in terms of exhibitions
1: Hmm. often we hear what you've been doing rachel and then we (laughs) can tell you about what i
0: found interesting sure okay that would be lovely um so uh yeah it's uh, unsurprisingly similar to yourself it's been very very busy with everything that's been going on um the last week i uh have had um some of my darkroom members in uh producing work i've been running workshops mm. um in uh in printing um and actually i did a little masterclass <clears throat> with one of my members on uh, filters using contrast filters oh, um because that we We've worked together in the past, you know. Mm-hmm. I um, delivered uh, sessions with them and things, but um, we've got to sort of like base prints, but hadn't had time for them to really uh, explore that. And it was it was an interesting one because they brought in um, some negatives that were, they basically had shot ten years ago, wow. and, and I was like, oh, okay. I had a had a little look at them. They made the. I was like, if you start with make your contact sheet, so we can at least you know okay. see, see the whole role and and let's see what comes out of that. And I looked at it and I thought, gosh, it's it's quite grey uh, mm. in terms of th- this contact sheet that came out. And I thought, I was like, hmm, when did you process these? And it turns out he shot them 10 years ago and processed them about six weeks ago. Uh. <laughs> so I was like, right, is the possibility, obviously, over that period of time, um, that, you know, things may have degraded slightly in mm. terms of latent images there. And um, when I was doing my... Um, virtual film development parties a couple of months ago, I found an old role, I was like, mystery role, a processed it. And uh, it turns out I shot that eight years ago. So, you know, I'm Mm. I'm not one to talk. I can't say anything about this uh, because I obviously have done this myself. Um, And I just found it like really fascinating that these images have sat there, that moment in time Absolutely, you know? Um, So I'm not saying it's the ideal solution because obviously you'd be better to process your film you know, closer to when you shoot it. Um, but it was interesting that that had happened uh, to him as well. Um, in the end, actually, from a, a couple of, um, you know, sort of like us working through the process, and mm. I, was like, I think actually the issue with this is more that um, th- th- that he was using old paper as well. So okay, uh, we were talking so okay. about the fact that everything was, was quite old. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and in the end, I was like, right, let's use some of my fresh paper and let's just double check because you have to be quite methodical sometimes you know with this and you don't mm-hmm. want to be changing too many things at once so um i like that strip it back change one variable at a time let's yes. just work through it and and find where the problem is and it turns out yes it was the paper at some point it's been a bit fogged or or something um because when we did it with fresh stuff it, yes. was, it came out really nicely and you've got white whites and you've got black blacks mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't like a general grey. so i was like well that's good so You could see that the negatives needed a bit more work they did need a bit more contrast um so uh but yeah so by the end of it it got three really nice um final prints out of that so i was very 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 pleased about that um And kind of uh, coming up, I've got um, the I've got a a workshop uh, tomorrow in teaching somebody how to process film. Uh, They they already shoot the film, um, but they want to learn that next step in the process. So that will be exciting. And um, and on Thursday, I've got a full day workshop, which will be a process and print. So teach them how to process a film and print in the dark room. Um, And then uh, hopefully at some point I'll have a bit of time on Friday. We'll see. Depends on balancing it with normal life of course and constance and everything um so i'm hoping on friday that i'll actually have some time to pack (laughs) um because uh, on saturday and sunday Mm -hmm. i'm going to be in nottingham for the analog spotlight so very exciting event coming up this weekend Uh, it's going to be a super early start i think i think i'm going to be leaving around five in the morning and probably probably getting back um late like you know i don't know one in the morning Something on Sunday, so who mm-hmm. knows? Well, Monday morning. um So it's going to be quite an intense weekend, but I'm really looking forward to it, and we'll talk about that some more anyway. um But yes, mm. that's kind of what I've been yeah. up to. How about you, Claire? Talk about your oh, exhibitions. No. Well,
1: don't, don't forget to breathe. Oh, in <laughs> breathe. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, and I'd like to hear more. I'm glad we're going to hear more about the analog spotlight because I've never been, so it'd be good, good for me to hear exactly, exactly what it is. Um, but you know, with your workshops, Rachel, is this where people can like hire you? Like
0: they can hire
1: you to themselves? <laughs> a...
0: Yeah. So um I run I run workshops as mm. little vintage photography. Um I have various different ones that I do. Mm. The, the, the kind of like ones that most people go for are um a shooting process day or a process yes. and print day, or I do like a standalone um uh how to process film it's like a two hour yeah. or a darkroom day basically um and then alongside that i have my darkroom um higher so people can hire the darkroom space or yeah. the studio uh, if they already know what they're doing they can come along and use the space but i also do a membership so if people are more likely to uh, find that useful you know as well to yeah. so kind of like keep them motivated and make sure that they come and use the space or if they know that they'll be doing a, a project or have six months it's like okay mm-hmm. this will help um then as part of that people can hire me if you like like add me yeah. as a uh, um an extra guidance sort of thing for an hour or two if they need to but yeah. um,
1: are you happy with your new are you really happy that you've made that move to your new
0: premises it's a yeah. lovely lovely space yeah. and um you know it's uh, yeah i absolutely love love the studio it's such gorgeous light it really is and um being in such a an interesting building is is very cool as well because it's the old bank basically yeah. built in the mid 1800s around when cyanotype was discovered yeah um, it kind of ties in really nicely together looks out over the town hall it's really beautiful um and it's nice to feel like it's a well it's a, it's a self contained dark room so i mm. you know, have 35mm medium format large format options and things and and then the pop up dark room in my studio upstairs so you can shoot and immediately process and see what you've got yeah. and shoot again so i wanted to try and make it as flexible as possible for yeah. people sounds like you've got like a ready-made
1: set as well for if people come on a day to go out on a photo shoot just the building itself you've got like a ready-made set and you've actually reminded me i i found i've got roles of film he- here that i need to develop and i'm i suspect because of where i found them and how i'd wrapped them i think some of them might even be from the 90s ooh that's exciting oh wow. i'd like to see how the world was looking then
0: <laughs> that's the thing you know we have to we have to talk about that as well yeah. you know the idea of like trying to avoid the cars on the road and stuff but it all all adds to you know the social documentary of a a particular era or a particular period of time so from the 90s that would be exciting to see
1: because I've been thinking talking of documenting it's not what I do but equally I've been thinking there's a part of me just wants to go out and shoot some images around where I live just like you say so because I know that I love looking back at really old pictures so I think there's a you know because change happens so quickly and um, yeah I think there's some demolition work going to go on um, on the island quite close by and I was thinking oh I like some of those old buildings so it's just I'm sad to see them go actually so mm-hmm. I think I go and, and picture them before um, yeah well, but okay. um, what's I going to say because um, I've I've got some possibly um, interesting uh, exhibition I found some interesting exhibitions I'm always looking for things that I could potentially yeah see um so i don't know if listeners might be interested in any of these sounds great yeah please out, yeah and that are coming up these are quite these ones are are london but still i love london <laughs> and i'm hoping to get there before christmas because i want to see some of these so in the tate modern as well i thought there's a good one on at the moment called a journey through printing and uh, a journey through painting sorry and photography so it's how they both Im- have influenced each other, how what happened to painting when photography came along, and vice versa. So that sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that sounded good. There's um there's a photography exhibition on as well, um a world in um a world in common, and mm-hmm. it's contemporary African photography and colors some of the images um the what you call them the advertising stills it's amazing the colors and everything so that's something and then the one i really want to see um hasn't started yet november the 8th um and that's in Tate britain women in revolts yeah art and activism art and activism in the uk 1970 to 1990 i've got to see that
0: I've got a really interesting kind of mm. link with, with that one, actually, Claire, because um, the Open Eye Gallery, which is the yeah. gallery for the Northwest, basically in, based in Liverpool, very mm. very fortunate to have that on nice. Man Island. And they've got an exhibition um, starting uh, on the 12th. Where are we now? The 9th. Um, on the 12th, it's uh, Deeds, Not Words, panel discussion. And it's basically the suffragettes, the civil rights, women's lib, etc. Um, so really, inter- that'll be a really interesting like project and exhibition to yeah, uh, look at. So, uh, yeah, it seems like so they, a, so they kind of marry it. really well. So, this, year yeah. I really want
1: to see this women in revolt. Yeah, uh, I think that would be really great to see. And I'm gutted that, um, I can't, there's an exhibition in, um, I think it's in the National Portrait Gallery at the moment called Yabonde. Is it Yabonde? Mm-hmm. How do You pronounce it, uh, um, her, and I think it ends this weekend um so that looks really good um because she was um a photographer who you know spearheaded color the use of color in the 1930s and so some of those Mm -hmm. fantastic i'd have loved to have seen that but i'm going to miss it and then Mm -hmm. of course i mean the taylor wessing portrait prize will be in the national portrait gallery soon do you ever go and see that rachel
0: yeah, I uh, I haven't ever had chance, unfortunately. Um when do, when's the prize? When's so that actually that, that's
1: November? That's November. It's it's always in the national Nasu- it's always in the National Portrait Gallery, so it's November and then they will announce the winner. Um I always like seeing it, I always like seeing the the work, but also I don't know if it's still running. Um they have the port they have the portrait Sal- Saloon uh Salon, uh exhibition, haven't they? Which which was be- which was started. Um as a kind of uh, to showcase the best of the rejected images from the Taylor Wessing Portrait Prize, and of course it opened up the the kind of dialogue about uh, competitions. Yeah, and you know, you know jury competitions. Yeah, <laughs> and and of course it's always subjective, isn't it? Because um, but uh, but that usually also has kind of like
0: really, really, really good work. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's kind of maybe a bit more edgy. I don't know. I, I've always liked it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Looking forward to that and that sounds awesome. Gosh, so, so many fantastic exhibitions mm-hmm. and events coming up um, that um hopefully our listeners will also go to. So um that that's a good point actually. Claire. If um if any of our listeners are going to or have been to any of these exhibitions um there is of course the also the, uh, the Tom Wood exhibition is is uh, still on in Liverpool. Um I did a couple of masterclasses on mm-hmm. analog photography and things that uh, you know processes that he would have used yeah uh, part of that and uh, a, a fascinating piece of so again as we were talking about social history of uh, uh, of the space of, you know uh, on mm. the across the Mersey in Liverpool etc so um, that's uh, that's a really great one as well it would be lovely to hear what people think of Mm. exhibitions that you've mentioned if they've already been to see them or if there are any that they're particularly interested in going to see and obviously ones that we've missed because there will be you know nice to hear what other people are Yeah. uh, Too. so Mm -hmm. um so yeah so let us know and and i guess you know that might be our first quick um uh call out to say um yeah like if if you've got any ideas thoughts um tell us about your adventures tell us about what's going on for you um you can always email us sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com um you can get in touch with us as well Mm. Now um that's that's the best place to do it because it means that we'll all get to see it. Um but we're also gonna have a um a presence again on Instagram and on Twitter and mm. um on Discord as well. So there's plenty of ways of getting in touch with us and it'd just be lovely to hear what your thoughts mm-hmm. are. Should be great. Definitely. Um, so also- <clears throat> sorry, Claire, go on. No, no, I'm getting in there. I was also
1: watching um, as always, a film. And have you seen Zodiac, Rachel, David Fincher's Zodiac? Yes. Oh, I, have you? Yes. I saw it
0: in Leeds, I think. Yeah. When did it come out, Claire? Mm,
1: I'd have to look. It was, it was a long uh, time ago. Now, it? LS, I'm going I'm to say 2007, but I could be wrong. Okay. Let's have a look. It was like 16 years, 17
0: years or something ago. Yeah. 2005. Wow. So, wow. Really so really nearly 20 Wow, nearly
1: 20 years. I, think it's, I, I love it. I think it's brilliant. Um, and I think it's one of those films that you can watch and watch and you, you get, you know, it's one of those, you, you get more out of it, David Fincher. But from uh, if you, the cinematography is really glorious in it. And um, it's got a lot of re- low light, really moody shots. Yeah. Um, that create the atmosphere. So I think that I would recommend that film again because it's a great
0: film. And um, the relaunch or anything like that, sometimes they do a kind of, you know, a new cut of it or something like that, or is it just one that's been going around in your mind? Going, yeah. What was it that brought it to the fore of your mind, do you think? Is there something else that had been happening? I think because, Rachel, I think that I really
1: like... um, Like since when I've watched documentaries or anything I quite like these crime ones and like you know these like you know I watched a really good one on like Ted Bundy different real crime things but I really loved that film I saw it when I saw it for the first time which must have been 2005 or 6 in the cinema I thought it was fantastic and I've watched it since and I just got this burning kind of I really want to watch Zodiac again and it is absolutely fantastic
0: it's a really brilliant film Uh, I do do remember it being fabulous, like uh, like, like, the cinematography and how it shot was just awesome, Um, it's generally not my kind of thing, I mean I love love that this is something that we're hoping we will cover each week because it's so important for our listeners and for other people to know kind of what is going on uh, around film because it's such a big influence for so many people mm. and, and for what you do, Claire. And um, so I probably won't be able to bring that much to these discussions, but that's <laughs> fine because I, I can just sit and enjoy and listen and find out what it is mm. that makes you tick, right? And like yeah. um, what it is about it that you that you enjoy. So yeah, gosh, nearly 20 years ago. And, mm. uh, and just suddenly it was like, yeah, I have this burning desire to come and watch yeah.
1: it. Yeah, and of course they never... There's all
0: the speculation who the
1: Zodiac was, but they never really uncovered him. But it's a great film, great story, obviously, true story, brilliant acting, but it's the the camera work is great. And again, I think, like I say, I I feel like you can learn by looking at people's work and you can learn by watching these films and thinking about the position of the cameras and, and, and just the use of lighting that tells the story. Really good, really good.
0: Yeah, if you yeah. want to never be able to enjoy a film again. <laughs> no, I think you will really enjoy uh, David. <laughs> no, no, I know. Um, it's, it's so funny, isn't it? Because there is, no, no matter what, when you're watching a film, if if you've ever done any kind of, you know, training or, or education in, you know, what makes a film or how it's put together or behind the scenes or how they, you know, how it's all created, mm. then you're also bringing all of that to it as well so you yeah. can watch it obviously just as a viewer but you I always feel like for me it's like oh yeah there's there's other element to it as well which is mm. really interesting like picking it picking it apart mm. as well <clears throat> definitely definitely so zodiac is your re- recommendation for the I mean also seasonal you know it's Halloween. yeah yeah for this you know, show, definitely scary ones um, <laughs> Yep, um, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm not able to bring much to much to this, mm. I'm afraid. Um, but yeah, that's that's cool. Very very exciting. So we've got exhibitions, some recommendations. We've mm. got films that you might want people to uh, to go and have a little look at. And um, and yeah, we've got events as well coming up too. Yeah. So, um, we've uh, so we've already mentioned uh, yeah. we've got the analog spotlight happening uh, this weekend, which is at the non-such studios in Nottingham so uh, it's over the Saturday and Sunday. Um, I believe there may still be a, a few handful of um, tickets left if there's anybody last minute wants to grab a ticket. Um, there's day tickets or there's a whole weekend tickets as well so that's exciting. Um, as I mentioned I'll be going down very very early on the Saturday morning um, to get there ready for setup. up. Um, and then, uh, obviously, it's going to be a long, full, lovely day on Saturday. Mm. Um, I will probably need a small glass of wine after that. Um, and uh, I'll be basically staying over and then doing the same on the Sunday and then traveling back after we've packed down on the Sunday evening. So um, I'll be heading down there with Steve uh, Lloyd from Chroma Camera. Bless him. He's, mm. uh, yeah, we're going to share, share a lift down. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. There's plenty of... Um, Uh, well-known names who are going to be there Mm. Uh, it sounds like we're going to have exhibitors there's going to be demos there's going to be talks there's going to be photo walks there's also going to be um, which I found really interesting that they put this together and I think it's a fantastic idea Um, it's going to be like a singles meet kind of thing so if you're there attending on your own you don't obviously have to be we're not like talking a speed about, dating no exactly it's not it's not going to be that it's that um sometimes these things can be a little scary you know if you if you're going on your own you don't know anybody you know and you're just turning up as an individual we're not talking speed dating we're not talking like necessarily like a romantic thing or anything like that. um but just so that you kind of um you've got a space to kind of like actually yeah. talk to people other people who are who don't know anybody or whatever. Yeah. um so it feels quite um uh, what's the word like welcoming obviously and yeah. Uh, yeah i think that's a really nice idea to to do that um for everybody as well so yeah some really really great names and our um 16 podcast producer very helpfully has written down uh, some of the names for us uh, from the event um so yeah claire maybe do you want to um do you want to read through through them if you've got them in front of you and then maybe you can tell us as well what you're
1: going to be doing there as well. Yes. I'm interested to that would be great. So, um, is it Sand Studio screen printing? Zone imaging? um, This is how I roll hand rolled film. That sounds interesting. Um, (laughs) New grain app, a new photo sharing app. That sounds interesting. Um, JFR film, uh, camera sales and repairs. Um, Alpha cameras, the Titch, um, Chroma camera. Um Simon Forster, photographic. Um, this is this sounds interesting. We'll be demonstrating his platypus. <laughs> um, Intrepid Camera, Ilford Photo and Harman Lab, and Solar Cancer. Some names I some um some people I, I I've heard of, some I haven't. And then there's going to be uh, some speakers and demos from Michelle from Ilford Photo, um Jim Mortram, is that how you say it from um Who created the small town of Inertia? Mandy Left, Peggy Marsh, um, Charles Binns from the Royal Photographic Analog Society, and is it Nakash? She's saying yes. A fashion and icon image maker. Yeah. And of course, um, you, Rachel. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah. Um, uh, So, so what do you want to tell me? What would yeah. you be doing exactly? So I think the listeners would be keen to hear.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Claire. Sorry, um, I was having a slight issue with, oh God, I have a frog in my throat. So I really appreciate <laughs> you taking over there for a moment then, Claire. That was very helpful. Um, Apologies if I just have to go away and cough again. Uh, so Zone Imaging, uh, James Lane, he created the uh, Pyro um, mm. developer. You may well have uh, Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to catch up with James and, and see what's going on with that. He also has been creating eco eco fixer, etc. Mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, really really interesting um, chap, and it'll be good to uh, find out where things are at with that. Now, um, um, the Alfie uh, Titch camera is yeah. actually given away as what one of those is actually being given away as a major prize. So wow. um, the idea for that is. If you go to the Analog Spotlight <clears throat> website you'll see how you can enter and yeah. by creating a uh, a tech, is it so it's like yes a, yeah, a, yeah. A two a two image if you like yeah. related or a yeah. split image um yeah. and uh, because it's a half frame camera so i think mm-hmm. the idea was that would be a nice way of yeah you know, uh, of submitting work to see what people are already creating with half frame or as, you know, a kind of like a double sort of series. Um, So that's a fantastic prize to, uh, to be able to get. There's going to be goodie bags um, as well, I believe, um, which is always nice. And um, I've already mentioned Steve from Chroma Camera, obviously. And um, Simon, uh, yeah, I've not met the platypus yet. I don't know. So that's going to be fun. Um, and I, I obviously, I'm assuming it's a small furry creature um, that he's bringing with him. <laughs> um, no, that'll be really, really nice to know, find out more about. Uh, Intrepid are going to be there as well, um, which I'm looking forward to having a chat to them. If I get if I get any time to do that, that would be awesome. Um, I have obviously one of their enlargers mm. and um Ilford, of course. It'll be great to see uh, great to see Michelle uh, again and Sam from SolarCan. There's the, I'm sure that there are also plenty of others. Um, and we will blame our producer for anybody who we've not <laughs> mentioned there. Um, but yes, so lots of things going on. Mandy, um, who's been doing such a lot of amazing stuff online, uh, visual stuff. Obviously, she's also. Um, recently recorded um, episode for Sony 16 Presents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so really looking forward to hearing her speak if I'm able to or yeah. hopefully somebody else film it so I can listen to it afterwards. Um, and Peggy, the lovely, lovely Peggy um, from Camera Go Camera. Um, it'll be great. So I um, uh, I went with Peggy to Photo North, uh, the fringe event that was held in Blackpool uh, a few months ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, we basically they both, both did a talk there and I had like a um, stall and what have you. And so that would be really lovely to see to see her again and to see what they're up to. So, yeah, can't wait. Um, it's also going to be I, I can see that we've got plus for each uh, Duncan Gavin from uh, Silverpan Lab. Um, I believe st- um, they're going to be running some developing workshops, uh, which is great. And Lester LoFi are going to be there as well, also doing um delivering some uh, workshops. So the one that I'll be doing is on Cyanotype and Sunprint. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe I'm going to be upstairs, <clears throat> excuse me, on second floor, where the workshop spaces are. Okay. It will be a drop. In. The idea is that it's drop-in between certain hours. The schedule's also on the website as well. Um, uh, so come along. Um, if you want to, you know, um, bring some objects with you or couple of negatives or something like that we can always have a little go um i'm just going to be doing some little demonstrations creating some little kind of like pop-up exhibition or you know have people um see how how the magic works yeah um, using obviously because it'll be indoors using the uv lamps rather than sunshine um but i sure i will have as well some of my kits there if anybody wants to um take them away and carry on um trying that out before they invest in you know getting all the chemistry and all the rest of it um it means that they're ready to go which is great um you could go and make your own exhibition whilst you're there basically you just step outside and make an <laughs> exhibition which would be pretty pretty cool um and uh and of course some uh copies of my workbook as well will be there.
1: ah i was so, gonna i was gonna say yeah. you're gonna take
0: uh, some yes. of those.
1: That.
0: yeah, that's so, really- yeah I'll, I'll be doing the workshops the demonstrations i'm um, really looking forward to seeing everybody and chatting to people about that and then yeah, I'll have the kits, but also um, copies of my workbook. So I've recently, um, literally today, it's turned up my new flyer, which um, mm. which I love. Uh, and I've put basically on the back, I created a mini uh, shoot and process um, chart, so yeah. that can also go into your workbook if you've already got one of my workbooks, and if not, it's a it's one to keep keep with you when you go out, and then put into the workbook when you get back. So um, yeah, that's uh, that was the idea. So that's great nice to see um yeah, it all together uh so yeah you can go to uh, analogspotlight.com and it'll tell you more about the event um and everything else that is going on there and uh all the other vendors and talks and exhibitions that will be happening mm, sounds good cool. sounds good one more thing that I meant to say about that is, we will also have a roving reporter from Cine Sixteen podcast there, of course. <laughs> um, it won't be me because I always end up trying to do all of these things and then failing miserably because I'm one woman. <laughs> um, mm. uh, so we will have we will have some mm. there to we'll have a surprise. Just, it'll be a surprise. It won't be me because I'll be in Cardiff. So well, exactly.
1: It'll, it'll, it'll be a
0: surprise. And we had to scrape the them secret off agent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so uh, no I'm, re- I'm really really looking forward to that it should be great and hope to see lots of you there which should be yeah okay. sounds good sounds really good <laughs> um there was one other thing that we were going to talk about as well um that is under the heading of uh, news actually there's a, a two or three things under the heading of news so mm-hmm. one we've talked about which was analog spotlight of course um and then there's a couple of other things such as holger week um, oh, yeah. so Holger Week's now finished uh, so, and it's time to get the entries in so if you did the Holger photo walk um, if you have um, been out and shopped with your Holger during Hol- Holger Week then the entries for that need to be in by November the 8th and you can go to holgerweek.com for that um, I believe that as uh, as is tradition, Sunny 16 have been asked to, uh, to judge uh, one of the um, one of the subjects, uh, one of the the genres, shall we say? Yeah. Um, and And uh, yeah, so it'll be great. It, it's always really interesting to see what people come up with with holgers because yeah, there's such a wide range of, um, you know, of what you're going to get out at the other end when it's a holger. It, mm. No specific quality control consistency, which is obviously part of the charm of it. Um, Absolutely. It's just it's so interesting yeah. to see such a range, I think.
1: Yeah, it's not that long ago, actually, I found and I've packaged them away. Um, some Holger shots that I took from, I reckon, 2007, I reckon, 2007. And then if I took my Holger, it was um, in Highgate, Highgate Cemetery, and around Hampstead Heath. <laughs> and um,
0: some of them, they're quite spooky, you know? Um, yeah, I think it feels like a real classic kind of like place yeah. to take a holger to because you get that real spookiness and mm. it seems to suit this time of year pretty well. Yeah. So maybe she, you should get your Holger back out again, Claire. Yeah, and, I haven't
1: and, used my yeah for a while, yeah. but I love my love the Holger and oh, the dad, as you are, as you know.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I'm just thinking we've had a couple of emails as well, haven't we, Rach? Should we yeah.
0: Um, just before we move on to the emails, mm. um, there was one other um, uh, bit of news which was about the um, Vintage Visual on Indiegogo because they have the uh, new film developing tool um, to help make life easier. So um, it's actually fully funded, I believe. I'm just going to bring it up um, here. Uh, so there's 30 days left. It's already fully funded, which is fantastic. 91 backers. Basically, it's called the Argo Film Processor, film developing made easy. Um, it's apparently the first ever time compensation film processor and is adaptable with the commonly used Paterson tank. So I do tend to use Paterson tanks and AP tanks. Um, but yeah, very exciting. Um, a revolutionary uh, film processor, um, basically it's uh, a way of uh, creating film development for black and white, C41, E6 uh, and it sounds like a very, very interesting project and it's very. Um, cool that it's already been um, right. fully backed because clearly it is a um, something that people are very interested in. So uh, it looks like there's still a few of the early birds because obviously it's very recent that uh, it's launched. So if you're interested in film development um, and trying to make life easier for yourself, which obviously why wouldn't you be, Um, might well be worth going and having a little look at that. We've got the link, which, again, hopefully we can put into the show notes. Um, And, uh, yeah, get yourself over there and have a little look at uh, that new piece of equipment so yeah interesting stuff going on in our industry and uh, this area that we really love and as you said Claire, we've also got some lovely emails that have come in some mm. people been, uh, messaging in which is awesome so shall I make a start perfect
1: that would be okay. great so this is an email we've had in from uh, Kevin Jones so Kevin says hello everyone Hi Kevin. I, have, Hi Kevin. <laughs> I have been blasting through the episodes since discovering your podcast earlier this summer i have made it up to episode 90 oh my god that means we start from the beginning <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> congratulations on what you have achieved so far since the beginning the show gets better and better i am thankful to you all for the effort and hard work you've put into this and it means a lot to me personally I moved to Helsinki from the UK a long while ago now and I'm a member of a community darkroom here in the city. I enjoy shooting urban architecture in a foreign country and get a real buzz out of printing in the darkroom. I do however find it difficult to form connections with other practitioners in what is often quite an individualistic independent culture. Mm. I find it hard to find outlets for my work and others to talk and share ideas with in that respect your wonderful podcast has been a real lifeline and a connection point for me and has helped me stay inspired and curious keeping my momentum going like you would like you wouldn't believe i love the format of the show so far and the amazing guests you have on i realize i'm writing from the past so to speak (laughs) but but as i close in on the on episode 100 it's been a blast so far and a real joy to observe the podcast take shape and really flourish well done all of you and thanks again for all of you um, from all you put into it so that's from kevin jones and um kevin has given his instagram um account and his handle if you're interested to take a look is kevin jones underscore underscore darkroom
0: yeah that's so nice and yeah what a lovely email thank you so much for writing in kevin it's um yeah, it's it's been a while since we've heard from um, first-time listeners or you know new listeners as well. So um, that's always really nice to know where people mm. come come to the show from. And and like you say, it's it's a bit of a, a strange concept, isn't it? He's writing from the past in a way. Um, and I was trying to figure out what episode I came into the podcast from. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like uh, we can't take any credit for any of what he said so far. <laughs>
1: Because I, I don't think, think either of us. Oh, I there. Well, I, I okay. think I came. Um, I think I joined at number two hundred. I think. Ah, okay. Think.
0: Our, well, our two hundredth episode we didn't have. It doesn't exist. So oh, it was just after that, two
1: hundred and one. Then yeah, I've got to. I'll have to it's roughly
0: see if yeah. am I. Making it up? I'm
1: sure I was something like that.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's really fun. We, I, I need to check as well. Like this information should definitely be here. Um, oh, was it one hundred? Okay, so. Um, episode 100 that Kevin's talking about um, oh sorry he's closing in on episode 100 oh this will be a spoiler I don't know if I want to talk about it then (laughs) give a little spoiler Um, we do our first field trip um, shall we say uh, episode 100 so that's that's an exciting one to uh um to close in on um kevin keep us updated with how you uh how yeah. you like the show as as we as we pass the episode 100 that would be great um yeah
1: 201 is, i joined
0: 200. is it i mean, yeah. is it? i'll have yeah. to have a check and see when the three amigos became, <laughs> uh, yeah because that was the first one i did i'm not sure um yeah. So, yeah, well, I was, I think I must have been there for episode 90 then, um, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, so, lovely, lovely to hear from you, Kevin. That's great. Um, Shall I take the next one, Claire? Yeah, do. Cool. Um, we've got uh, another email from um, the lovely Billy Sanford, who obviously does uh, a lot of work with his fantastic podcast for Sunny 16 Presents as well, um, music and photography and is um, one of my Patreon, wonderful Patreon members who um, joins joins me for the virtual film development party, mm. uh, general, generally all round, fantastic guy. So he has emailed us, which is lovely to say, since you both um, have some experience leading workshops, I feel like this one, Claire, oh. is a, uh, a question. Okay. Um, uh, I thought I would ask about your perspectives. For example, your planning and preparation before the event, how you work with any unforeseen questions or situations mm-hmm. that may come up and any tips you might have for us to consider before attending a workshop in order to get the most out of the experience. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Thanks from Billy. Um so Claire, do you do you want to start? Because obviously you you run workshops uh, and have done as well, you know? Well, well I, I ran some workshops for you, didn't I? When <laughs> you bench,
1: really. I'm just yeah. thinking. I suppose um I suppose this is an obvious one that maybe everyone would do anyway, but it's that thing, isn't it? What's that saying? Fail to plan, plan to fail, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I always, you know, you always, I always plan, I always feel, you know, what order am I going to do? You know, basic planning, yeah, running order, what you want to cover and so on. As for, I don't know, as for, what was, what was one of them coming up with unexpected questions?
0: So um, what's your planning and preparation and then how you work with the unforeseen questions or situations that come up? So, yeah, I think, so I think, yeah, planning your running
1: order and what you want to deliver and what you want to to cover. I think you can sometimes anticipate, can you, you can put yourself in the position of a, of a delegate, a workshop, Mm -hmm. think what would, what potentially might they ask? what potentially do I potentially need to either polish up on. But I think if there's an and I think if I had unexpected questions and is that the word? And I think it's about being honest because it's about yeah. saying actually I might not know maybe at the beginning as well, you know, I if you might have questions, that's great. But you know I, I don't know everything because I don't <laughs> no who one does, who and, does. So if someone asks you a question and you don't you know, have that information, you can always go away and find out and then feed it back to them or something. Yeah. I think that's better than um trying, trying to, to try to make it up. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> better to be honest, I think yeah. and just say, well, I don't know that. Yeah. I could find out for you or
0: you know? Yeah, I yeah. Ab- absolutely I've i totally agree, Claire. And um, you know, <clears throat> You I think you'd only probably do that once and realize that it's way more stressful to try and yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I know, everything. Um it, it's funny what you were saying that, um, because I remember when I started my job at um the university actually, and basically I was taking over from another female technician and running the whole like production department, if you like, from anything practical camera, sound, editing, lighting. There's literally no way you can know all of that immediately. Mm. I had two weeks with with her before she'd gone and I was like, oh my gosh. And there were students about to start their, you know, their final degree, you mm. know, kind of work and everything. Um, but like you say, it's about being transparent and being honest and being human and just being mm. like, okay, I'm doing my best with this. And um, if somebody does ask you a question that you go, I, I would just generally go, I'm not sure about that right now. I'm going to go and check it and yeah. I'll come back to you. And I, that is literally what I would do because yeah. you're learning as well, right, at the same time. That's Right, um, and I think there's something as well around –
1: because you can get really anxious and start predicting all sorts are going to happen. That's going to be really terrible. It's going to be really difficult. And I think sometimes it's, I find it useful to focus on what am I there for? What am I trying to do? Well, I'm trying to sort of facilitate – someone's learning or something mm-hmm. so just focus on that and making it as an enjoyable experience yeah. and, putting you, and i also think just put yourself in that person's shoes they, they've come along for this so i want to make sure that i can deliver this you know yeah and and i suppose mm-hmm. another thing is depending what workshop you're delivering um is deliver you know i know that people say it's good to come out of your comfort zone it is but maybe just deliver within what you're you are literally knowledgeable and maybe comfortable with don't try and deliver I don't know <laughs> something where you know you maybe have a real um gap in <laughs> yeah I mean, it,
0: it, trying to you know, limp, walk face. kind of thing right just yeah, yeah just, it just um yeah, to start with, that totally makes sense, Claire. Like, you know, don't put additional pressure on yourself unnecessarily, basically. Yeah. Um, so start with start with what you know uh, and what you're happy and passionate about, I suppose. That's always something that I feel is really important. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're passionate about something, whether or not you're 100% knowledgeable about it, I don't know that that is as important, you know, if you we all see the world in such a unique way you know no matter what you can teach somebody else how you shoot or or the things that you would consider or what you're going to think about even if you don't feel like you know you're a a master of this particular art or whatever Um, because we all learn from each other Mm. Um, and I do find that uh, I really love um the conversations that happen when mm. I'm working with a group of people you know especially if they don't know each other I think that's really yeah. interesting because because they're learning from each other and I'm learning from them as well as them learning yeah. from me so that's a, that's a really nice kind of like situation um one of the things that I always kind of like say and kind of keep in mind is that I, you, you, as you probably know, and some of our listeners will know, I'm not a sporty person, right? Um, and I don't do like extreme sports and things like that. But I'm like, why would I ever need to jump out of a plane? I work yeah. in analog photography for God's sake, and that's like about as, as pressured as mm. you can possibly get because you have no idea what's going to come out the other end, or even if anything is going to come out, um, at the other end, and you, you can make your best guess, and yeah. you know, you do it with a certain amount of um knowledge over time and things that you know you you find come up again and again, you know, that you you mm. get right. I can preempt that because I know that this is questions going to come up or yeah. that's a possibility. Or but then there's always these things out of left field that you think, well why the heck have they done that? Or how did this happen? Absolutely. Or, you know, and and you those things you can't predict. And um yeah, you I, I guess it's um I do I do enjoy problem solving and I do enjoy like Oh well, well, that's just messed everything up, hasn't it? Um, what are we gonna do next? Um yeah. the other thing that I think is important is about expectations and setting expectations. So finding out from somebody at the beginning, like what is it that they are aiming for? What are they, what do they want to get out of, you know, the session or the workshop or what have you? Yeah. Um, so that you can help guide that, you know, if you know that information at the beginning, then you're coming to it with a level of knowledge of yeah. you know where, where you want to be by the end um and expectations as to a lot of the time it's it's just around the idea of like how much can we cover in one day or in one session or what yeah have you, because it's always a hundred percent less than you think it's going to be um Luke,
1: that yeah it is but that's a good point um because what i i sometimes will try and have more a bit more up my sleeve just in case
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: depending what your workshop is yeah um, but like you say you never usually need it but just in case and and, and maybe something around managing your numbers as well mm-hmm. everyone will have different everyone will have different um preferences when I was doing the the beginning the uh beginner's guide to the dark room whatever for you Rachel I liked it I liked the small numbers
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. you know but maybe some people would prefer a lot of people I, I think it's nice if there's you know six of you max or something
0: you know small and intimate nice no, mostly what i work with is uh one to ones or pairs yeah. Yeah. Um, because i feel like right. that's you can nice. really get into yeah. you know into that um mm. with somebody and it can be very tailored and you know it's all all very directed time yeah but yeah o- over the years like the because when it's not a space I manage or that I maintain, if I'm going out to deliver somewhere, um, you know, as an external, um, you know, workshop leader or whatever I'm doing, then you're walking into a place that you don't know, with people you don't know, you don't know what mm-hmm. the set is, you don't know what the rules are. It's quite, um, it can be yeah. quite a an intense situation, um, but you do get good at kind of going, so I need to have a backup plan for... <laughs> when there's no electricity, when I have no way of blacking stuff out, when I, you know, and this is why I turn up with like my bike light and my battery powered stuff. Yeah. And, you know, all of these things where you're like, well, I can have this, but I can't have that. And they've built a table that is like made for a six and a half foot man, and I'm a five and a half foot woman. Um, so where do I find a step? Um, and can I safely put that in a dark room? You know, all this kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but you, you kind of have to yeah you just have to get really good at problem solving basically mm-hmm. um and there's certain things like i say that always come up uh again and again and you think ah okay people m- tend to make that same mistake so you can yeah. you can be like okay so this might happen this is what we're going to do if it does um but yeah there's certain things like um i have one example and they don't mind me saying this but i'm um I, we've we've termed it doing a gary, not the drugs <laughs> um because the guy who who basically made this mistake was called Gary and he was like, that's fine um but when I was teaching this particular workshop um he uh, I was teaching him how to process a of film in a ta- in a you know a daylight tank and uh, he left the actual cartridge in the tank. Not quite sure how he did it. Awesome. He doesn't even know how he did it. But I didn't specifically say make sure you take the metal cartridge out. Well, basically, don't put it in in the first place. He'd, he'd somehow he got he, you know, mm. we'd gone through everything and he'd seen it and we practiced and I knew he'd done it right, but I didn't know that he'd also randomly ended up with the metal cartridge underneath his spool. But thankfully, mm. um, because of a different problem that I'd had in the past, um, I always over, over egg the volume of liquid, you know, for okay. workshops, um, <laughs> because you're never quite sure, you know, how much is going to get spilled, blah, 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 you know, when people are doing this for the first time. Mm. So I always, like, add extra, and it turns out that that was a very good idea because it meant that his film did get processed, actually, yeah. because we was, it was sitting, you know, an extra inch higher than it would normally have been because it was underneath the spools. Um, So, yeah, random things like that. How and would the you the know chemi- that's going to The chemistry
1: making sure you've got it labelled correctly, haven't you, and in the right tray so that you don't go and put fixer instead of developer into the tank, <laughs> and then you've killed your role. A classic. Yeah,
0: um, and, yeah and that stuff is also just teaching yeah. best practice with, like, how to mm-hmm. how to do it, you know, work left to right or top yeah. down, so you're not cross contaminating and things like that, so... Yeah, absolutely. Um so yeah, there's there's I mean obviously I was going to say i could go on for hours. I feel yeah. like I probably already have been going on about this for hours, but yeah, there's there's so many different things. Um so just to go back to what Billy was asking, uh, I think we've covered mm. plan and prep, have a backup plan, <laughs> go in with passion and be honest. Um and uh any tips that you might have before attending a workshop to get the most out of the experience
1: well, for attending. Yeah yeah oh yeah i don't know if we're, if we're attending
0: so for just... attending yeah i i would say a tip to get the most out of the experience is to go in and just again be, be very honest like at the beginning when whoever's running it is bound to say if you got any questions mm. you, can, you know you can basically say um this is what i'm hoping to get out of today you know if they haven't asked you, yeah i would volunteer that information and say this is what i'm hoping to get out of today and this is something that I, you know, struggle with or like some more guidance on yeah. so that the person running the session um, knows that that's a specific thing. They should ask, you know, if, if they're if they're any good at what they're doing. Um, but it's always worth, you know, making sure you do that, because, again, that can bring up a conversation about what are your expectations versus what they're able yeah. to deliver within that. So yeah. that's what I would say.
1: There is something around expectations. I always, if I go to a training or anything, I I always go with a mindset that if I just learn one one new thing, I'll be happy. Absolutely. And, and, otherwise, and yeah, you yeah, anything I'll be happy. That's what. And then of course, but back to the delivering ones, then you have to you might have to do some psychological training because I think we all go through this kind of imposter syndrome <laughs> where I, I can't believe I'm delivering this, you know, what? why am I doing this workshop? <laughs> so <you have laughs> a sort of a, that's some sort of a mental workout you need to do to get around yes. that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> you know, and as you say, Claire, you know, that's, you know, would be a really mm-hmm. fantastic topic for another day that yeah. I hope we'll talk about some more. Um, yeah. it's, um, it's actually, well, mental health, day tomorrow uh, i think is that right you'll know probably better than me being as what you do um but yeah like you say these are these are other aspects of what we do when you're working with members of the public or you're attending you know a session like that um so other things to consider and it also comes back to you know what work you do yourself to be in creative and inspiring sort of spaces, you know, do you go to the exhibitions like Claire's been ex- mm. you know talking about or um do you subscribe to any magazines or anything like that or do you listen to podcasts because sometimes that's that's nice to do as well, yeah. you know. Um it just helps get you within that that world I think too which is really cool. Um thank you so much Billy. Yeah so in in summary <laughs> I think I think that's summed up Billy's uh Billy's email. Um so, do you want to do the last one?
1: Yeah, we've got the last one. So this is from a familiar um, listener um, and contributor, Dave Walker. So, hey, Sunnies. I've been up to all sorts, mostly pinster based recently, including the RA4 colour reversal, developing and building an in- and integrating light meter that allows for changing light conditions during long exposures, automatic LED pre-flash system for a harm and direct positive paper, um, colour flushing to reduce the filtration you need for colour reversal. Black and white reversal using cheap Kentmere darkroom paper and potassium um, dichromat bleach in 4.5 and 10.8. Servo shutter, LCD solid state shutter. Basically, I've been having lots mm-hmm. of experimental fun. Hope you all had a nice break. Most of my experiments are on Instagram at
0: DaveTheWalker80, so check it out. Dave, Dave, you absolute star! Oh my gosh, like it's incredible seeing what he's been making yeah. and what he's been doing. I mean, he's always been, the, you know, you know, into into everything, making these amazing inventions and everything. And um, most recently, the work that I've seen him doing is this black and white reversal using the pentmaid darkroom paper.
1: Yeah,
0: it's absolutely fascinating and wonderful. Like the results he's getting, it's that it's a it's very uh, similar to um, direct positive paper which is the old for direct positive mm. paper, but um, you don't really have to pre-flash it would seem and it is, it's is—it's bringing out such lovely mid tones and things yeah. whereas the, the direct positive tends to be quite very high contrast a lot of the time doesn't mm. it? Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of what Dave's been doing?
1: I haven't so I'll have to have a look yeah,
0: uh, so he's I used to to sorry
1: me. I used to use a lot of kept me
0: paper, a film yeah. yeah it's it's looking so so awesome and the pinster camera obviously is a uh basically a camera and its own like developing tank mm. um, and dark room of its own um so i love what dave's been doing in kind of like collaboration with pinster that's that's fantastic um and uh yeah i think actually um Uh, i'd put Dave's name down on this because i'd love to chat to him some more about about this and maybe our listeners would like to hear hear more from the person himself um but yeah absolutely check out his work Uh, he's on instagram dave the walker 80 so uh yeah very very cool stuff and uh, lovely to see how how deep down the rabbit hole you can go (laughs) with these amazing kind of like processes and things so yeah thanks so much um to everybody who has written in and uh really looking forward to hearing more about all of your stories or your adventures or your questions things that you've got <laughs> up um it's been a little while since we've really explored um having the mailbag open so um claire and i have been talking about this and we would love to hear um, more from you our listeners um it's uh we want it to be more of a two-way conversation uh, as i mentioned earlier we've got instagram we've got uh, twitter and we've got discord but the best way of kind of getting in touch and leaving us a, a message would be to send us an email, email. so 16podcast at gmail.com sorry claire no emails that's
1: it emails yeah the best i don't do i don't do discord but <laughs> but emails yeah I like yeah email. so i think that's i think for
0: um today's show do you think rach Yes, I think so. Um, I realised that I had a uh, a question in the uh, in the chat, which was who's making tables for six and a half foot men, which I'd missed. Um, <laughs> so just before we finish the show, I will explain a little bit about that. Um, in that, uh, it was the uh, recent darkroom commission I had, helping um, to basically build a dark room for a project for a day. And I'd created a, um, literally like a floor plan, a blueprint. I put all the measurements in and showed exactly where everything needed to be. I didn't specify that the table needs to be not armpit height. <laughs> um, uh, and I got there on the day. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had two hours to set up and realized that the table had been built literally at my armpit height. So <laughs> I had, take this goes back to that, like take a backup because mm. I, I had two enlargers and I was like, I'm just going to take a third enlarger just in case, right? This is my backup, 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 mm. <laughs> my third backup. Um, and it turns out that it was a good idea that I did that because I couldn't actually fit the, the um, enlarger column onto the top of this table without it uh, hitting the roof of the darkroom, which oh, was impossible to do anything about because oh. it was a fully built-in, like table desk if you like so um yeah and there was no electricity either they hadn't switched any electricity on or drilled a hole so i it was about 15 minutes before it start was due to start and i still was there going i've got no electricity and i've got no way of doing this so hence the uh, the red bike light came out again my my third spare backup enlarger i was like right i'll build this on an inverted tripod or something i'll figure something out um, and uh yeah made it work great oh god that, right, yeah,
1: up, yeah. right up to the nail
0: yes absolutely and, and i mm-hmm. you know i i can't imagine um i don't really know why that was the case but um it it's one of those things where i'm like huh i wonder if it would have been Di- like different if it was somebody my height building this yeah this, um yeah. you know thing i hadn't like i say i hadn't specified on the plan that it needed to not be here <laughs> um but i never thought that i would need to so uh there we go that's something i le- lived and learned um from uh, that there we go a good um, yeah absolutely uh is there anything else sorry claire from you i, don't I? I, don't I don't think that's, that's it, it fantastic well it's been such a pleasure to chat to you and to talk to our listeners again uh thank you for listening to episode 330 um uh the only thing left to do is to thank our wonderful coffee donors and um yeah definitely. you're absolutely wonderful obviously we literally wouldn't be able to do this without you uh so many many thanks to everybody who has donated in the past or continues to or shares um the sunny 16 podcast and the coffee feed um that's all so so appreciated so um yeah we uh, we we think you're absolutely fantastic and uh we look forward to speaking to you guys all again uh in a couple of weeks or next time so uh yeah until then thanks very much bye-bye and bye